The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I'm working on about two hours of sleep in the last last day and a half. How about you? Right? Right? If you're like me, last evening... If you're in the news business and you get up early, I get up at four o'clock in the morning. And if you're in this business and you get up early, you're probably starting to wind down seven o'clock at night. And I usually officially close my eyes between 10 and 11. And last night that didn't happen until around one thirty, two o'clock this morning. And then that four o'clock bell rang. None of us in the news business has slept much in the past two days because of the the two things going on, because you have the president of the United States working overseas in the Middle East. And then we had last night's horrific situation in Manchester, Manchester, a city not unfamiliar to terrorism. However, the last big terrorist bombing in Manchester happened a while back, and it was completely different. There was a situation where a bomb was planted in a mall, in a big shopping center, and a phone call was made. A phone call was made to say, we planted a bomb in the shopping center, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to go off soon. And people actually had the chance to get out. Unlike last night's murderous attack on innocent people last night's completely cowardly attack from a radical presumed islamic terrorist since isis has claimed the credit so manchester has seen terrorism all of england has seen terrorism And anybody who said, geez, uh, what a surprise, things have been so calm lately, seems to forget the bridge incident, seems to forget that England has, has had its terror alert set to the flashing red light level in, in the last, oh gosh, I guess the last year. England could not have had any higher of an alert if they tried. It was set to flashing red light This is not a drill. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. 
And there you have it. And last night, the results, well, they're, they're still changing. The results are, are heartbreaking. And yes, I want to play you some of the things the president said, because Donald Trump, who I have been critical of on this show, Donald Trump, who was not my first choice to this dance, he was higher on the list than Hillary Clinton. But Donald Trump, this morning, very early this morning, as I watched him speak, Donald Trump reminded me of George W. Bush when he spoke from the pile down at 9-11. And he said, I can hear you and the world will hear you soon, too. You remember that? I got chills when that moment happened. And this morning, President Trump actually gave me a chill, too. This morning, President Trump's words to the world, while they were not as pretty as the words that came out of Theresa May's mouth, the, the Prime Minister of England, they weren't, they weren't as well-crafted or as Englishly polished. Yes, that's a word, Englishly. I just made it up. While they were not as polished and pretty and, and artfully crafted, I thought they were powerful. And I, I'm proud to say that there were actually words from the left side of the aisle, words from people on MSNBC and CNN, places where you rarely get compliments for Donald Trump. You had people saying, that's right. What he said was right. What he said was the correct way to address this situation. And I thought, check the world. Did I wake up in an alternative universe? Is everything flipped upside down? And no, no, it was right. It was real. It was actually, it was actually remarkably accurate. And so I guess I'm kind of buoyed by this, you know? I guess I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of thrilled that, that the president actually said the right things, at least in terms of what I was expecting to hear him say. It was markedly different from what he said in terms of tone in his speech to the Arab nations. He was calm, and it made me think like he was off a teleprompter, and I believe the president may have spent some time preparing on this one. This was President Trump this morning. I extend my deepest condolences to those so terribly injured in this terrorist attack and to the many killed and the families, so many families of the victims. We stand in absolute solidarity with the people of the United Kingdom. So many young, beautiful, innocent people living and enjoying their lives murdered by evil losers in life. I won't call them monsters because they would like that term. They would think that's a great name. I will call them from now on losers because that's what they are. They're losers. And we'll have more of them. But they're losers. Just remember that. That, that one minute and four seconds of President Trump I thought was fantastic. And then he continued. 
This is what I've spent these last few days talking about during my trip overseas. Our society can have no tolerance for this continuation of bloodshed. We cannot stand a moment longer for the slaughter of innocent people. And in today's attack, it was mostly innocent children. The terrorists and extremists and those who give them aid and comfort must be driven out from our society forever. This wicked ideology must be obliterated, and I mean completely obliterated, and the innocent life must be protected. All innocent lives, life must be protected. Those two moments struck me as possibly the most presidential two moments of Donald Trump I have seen anywhere. Those two moments, those two moments at the time and place he would he was getting ready to speak with uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian leader. And, you know, everything happens at a time for a reason, doesn't it? No coincidences. As we are as we are trying to bring peace to the Middle East, as this president is trying to be the ultimate deal maker and show everybody that this toughest deal ever, the one that everybody says nobody can get done, nobody can get the Israelis and the Palestinians together. Well, the table is set, I believe. And the table is set and added to it was the point that the tragic loss of lives, especially of children, the future of that uh, of, of England is cut short from the lives of so many of those kids taken away and, and those families that have now been rocked and will forever, will forever be changed by the act of, of one awful terrorist. And yes, we know he had help. We expect he had help. We believe he had help. I think this was a big moment for President Trump. I think this was a massive moment for President Trump. And again, I have been critical of the president, but I think his his plain speaking and unvarnished address to the world. I think this was more important than the 30 minutes he he spoke the other day with the 55 Arab leaders gathered. Yes, that was important. I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm trying to say this is a guy who came out as president and showed the world why, why so many people voted for him. Why so many folks said, here's the guy. There were, as I mentioned, there were liberal commentators this morning before six o'clock watching this and then commenting when asked, well, should he have said that? Should he call them losers? And these commenters said, uh, yes, he should have. Because the, the terrorists like to think they're going from loser to lion. They are told that if they kill themselves in the name of Allah by taking out some of the infidels and they lose their own life, they will be elevated from loser status to lion status. And the president just proved and, and pointed out that, no, they don't ever stop being losers and that we should never stop calling them losers. 
I was really impressed by him this morning. Really impressed. Now, what happens next? What happens next on this tour is obviously the question everybody's asking. What happens after the speech in Riyadh? What happens after the meetings with Abbas and the meetings with Netanyahu? And now he's just landed in in Rome. And what will come of the meetings with the Pope? Well, there's a, a lot to follow up on. There's a lot for the president to try and continue the momentum if he's getting any. And meanwhile, back home, meanwhile, back home in America, there's yet another series of hearings, right? There's another series of hearings that we have to get to, and we'll talk about John Brennan answering questions today. We got to get to that. I also want to share with you some of the words from Theresa May. Theresa May spoke this morning, and I, I think she did a fine job. She was not as brief as Trump, but she was spot on as well. We'll cover this. Uh, I have reached out to an expert on terror. I want to talk to a guy who, who uh, who has discussed terror and educated people on terror for 35 years. And he's going to speak with us a little bit later in the show. You're also welcome to join the conversation, 888-900-3393, Am I right on Trump? Did you feel it, or am I just giving him too much credit here? You can tell me. I can take it. And um, one of my Blaze colleagues pointed something out to me that we have to talk about tonight, something the Los Angeles Times actually printed the directions for this. Uh, If you know any Wiccans, you know what I'm talking about. We'll get to that. So Brennan's on deck. More on Trump. Theresa May. It's going to be a busy, busy day here on Pure Opelka. So uh, refill your glass, if you will. And let's meet back here after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back and uh, breaking news out of England. The police in England have identified the bomber as Salman Abedi, a 22-year-old man. The loser, Salman Abedi, 22 years old. And this means the Brits have released the name because they have either exhausted all the intel or they want to let... The ISIS people and the connections to Abedi know that they know who he is and they more than likely know who his connections are. There was a story of another man arrested earlier today, a 23-year-old man. So we'll find out more on this Salman Abedi, I'm sure, as things, things continue. There's a concern that there might be more attacks coming. 
And some of this relates to the fact that President Trump made such a strong statement in Riyadh when he spoke to the leaders of the Arab nations. So we'll get into that later when we talk to our terror expert. But I wanted to give you some of the thoughts from British Prime Minister Theresa May. Interestingly enough, Theresa May probably, a year ago, probably didn't think she was going to be the Prime Minister. But because of Brexit and the fact that her predecessor decided to leave early, Theresa May was thrust into the spotlight. So there she is today, the morning after a horrific attack that took the lives of 22 and possibly more citizens, most of them children, young people, teenagers, tweens, young adults. She stood outside of number 10 Downing Street today and said a couple of things I wanted to share with you. Here's the first part of her statement. At 10.33 last night, the police were called to reports of an explosion at Manchester Arena in Manchester City Centre near Victoria train station. We now know that a single terrorist detonated his improvised explosive device near one of the exits of the venue deliberately choosing the time and place to cause maximum carnage and to kill and injure indiscriminately. The explosion coincided with the conclusion of a pop concert, which was attended by many young families and groups of children. All acts of terrorism are cowardly attacks on innocent people, but this attack stands out for its appalling, sickening cowardice deliberately targeting innocent, defenseless children and young people who should have been enjoying one of the most memorable nights of their lives. As things stand, I can tell you that in addition to the attacker, 22 people have died and 59 people have been injured. Those who were injured are being treated in eight different hospitals across Greater Manchester. Many are being treated for life-threatening conditions. And we know that among those killed and injured were many children and young people. That's a, a powerful opening statement from the British Prime Minister. There was a response from the Queen as, as well. Theresa May talked about the threat level in the UK, which, as I mentioned, has been elevated for over a year. It's been at the impending attack level for over a year, basically a flashing red light. So they've had people under surveillance, but you just can't round people up. You just can't grab people and lock them up. But another terror attack, possibly, the prime minister addressed that as well. The threat level remains at severe. That means that a terrorist attack remains highly likely. But the Independent Joint Terrorism Analysis Centre, which sets the threat level on the basis of the intelligence available to them, will continue to assess this throughout today and in the days ahead. Later today, I will travel to Manchester to meet the Chief Constable of Greater Manchester Police, Ian Hopkins, the Mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, and members of the emergency services who have come to Manchester's aid in its moment of need. And as I announced last night, the general election campaign has been suspended. I will chair another meeting of COBRA later today. They're getting ready to have yet another election in England, but the initial part of that has been suspended in light of this terror attack. 
I want to play you the very last bit of Theresa May's statement because I, I think it's as good as the first in the middle. And again, I played you Donald Trump's earlier. So I, I don't have time to get the whole thing in here. So we will we'll step aside when we come back. If there's an update on the identity of the gunman and, and more details, like I said, we now know the, the name of the loser is Salman Abedi, a 22-year-old man. I want to see if he's a British citizen or was he an ISIS implant? ISIS has claimed credit. We'll keep going on this. There's a whole lot more to uh, discuss, including what an expert is going to share with us about these terror attacks. Next, I'm Piero Pelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Piero Pelka. We are keeping an eye on the president, getting ready to exit Air Force One in Rome. He's got a busy schedule. He's going to be meeting with the Pope, having a sit down with the Pope. And uh, then also he's going to hang out and speak to, I mentioned yesterday, he's going to speak to the Roman government because he was in Rome. He's not speaking with, there is no Roman government. There's Italian government. I was just speaking loosely. A couple of you lost lost your sanity. I'm like, where's the Roman government? Are you back in time? No, yes, he's done time travel, of course. Uh, we have been talking about the latest news out of, um, out of England as regards the bombing, the horrific bombing, and this now-identified bomber, Salman Abedi. We still need to know more about him. I'm sure that's forthcoming. Uh, and I want to know about the guy they grabbed, the 23-year-old guy who they called someone related. Now, there is a, a report out there that says no links have been found between the bomber and terror groups. However, ISIS claimed he was one of theirs this morning. So as, as the business day wraps up in London right now, it's like 530-something in London, um, they're, they're still going to be working all night. But they're saying, initially, no links between the bomber and terror groups. Well, that kind of bomb requires sophistication. That kind of a bomb to create that kind of havoc and kill that many people. Unless this guy was a a genius, he had to have some kind of help. So we'll find out. There'll be more on this. Theresa May, the prime minister, impressed me. She stood in front of number 10 Downing Street this morning and spoke to the press and the world. And I think the end of her statement, the end of her statement was was probably the most powerful thing that I heard today. Um, she she made a, a few remarks to to the press, and she did she did not use the same terms that President Trump used when when he called them losers, but she did she did make some pretty clear statements about the people who who perpetrated the attacks. This is the very end of what she said. 
At least I thought it was the very end of what she said. I'm getting the pinwheel. At terrible moments like these, it is customary for leaders, politicians and others to condemn the perpetrators and declare that the terrorists will not win. But the fact that we have been here before and the fact that we need to say this again does not make it any less true. For as so often while we experienced the worst of humanity in Manchester last night, we also saw the best. The cowardice of the attacker met the bravery of the emergency services and the people of Manchester. The attempt to divide us met countless acts of kindness that brought people closer together. And in the days ahead, those must be the things we remember. The images we hold in our minds should not be those of senseless slaughter, but of the ordinary men and women who put concerns about their own safety to one side and rushed to help. Of the men and women of the emergency services who worked tirelessly to bring comfort and to save lives. Of the messages of solidarity and hope of all those who opened their homes to the victims. For they are the images that embody the spirit of Manchester and the spirit of Britain. A spirit that through years of conflict and terrorism has never been broken and will never be broken. There will be difficult days ahead. We offer our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of those affected. We offer our full support to the authorities, the emergency and the security services as they go about their work. And we all, every single one of us, stand with the people of Manchester at this terrible time. And today, let us remember those who died and let us celebrate those who helped safe in the knowledge that the terrorists will never win and our values our country and our way of life will always prevail and she turns and walks back towards number 10 downing street pretty powerful right i i thought she was spectacular i thought trump was terrific today and i think those two statements Those are the bookends of how we should treat this situation. The stiff upper lip resolve of the Brits and the clear speaking of the president calling the terrorists the losers. Uh, To me, this was the most presidential the president has been. And uh, Theresa May continues to surprise and impress. Now, there was another side of this that I thought needed to be shared with you. And you probably heard some of this already, and maybe you haven't heard it from this point of view. Last night, as this was all unfolding, as people were still being hauled off to hospitals, as victims were being discovered wherever they were hiding, sometimes inside the stadium, or just being collected outside as they managed to get out in the crush of the crowds trying to get through those tiny exits with 20,000-plus people coming out of a sold-out venue. There were parents looking for their kids. And one mom in particular was on the phone with CNN, which, it's whatever you want to think, it seems kind of bizarre that that mom would get on the phone with CNN, and yet CNN is a global arena. She was talking with Don Lemon, 
Now, if she's talking to Don Lemon, it's going to be probably around 10 o'clock at night, our time, which means it was 3 o'clock in the morning, a full five hours after this horrific episode had taken place. And in those five hours, this mom was unable to find her child. She had tried and tried and tried. Her explanation is, is heartbreaking. She went to the concert with her friend, um, spoke to her just before 10 o'clock. She was enjoying herself. Um, and we've not heard anything from her since. Uh, we've, been, we've phoned hospitals. We've phoned everywhere we can think. We've posted it on every social network. And there's nothing, there's no news of her. She's now registered as a missing person. To be a mom and to have to register your child as a missing person when at, at 10 o'clock, just before 10, you had actually talked to her on the phone as she was enjoying the concert with her friends. That mom, that mom must have been going through hell. She said they tried all the hospitals. There were eight that had taken victims. They tried the hotels because many of the hotels were offering rooms to the kids. The mom continued, and, and it gets even tougher to hear. It's the most horribly feeling ever. To know that your daughter's there, you can't find her, you don't know if she's dead or alive. And I don't know how people can do this to innocent children. I don't either. I don't either understand how any human being could do this to an innocent human being, especially a child. And I wondered, I said, well, maybe, maybe this mom's kid is, is one of those who met a stranger that took them in. And I talked to our friend Angie Austin, who is a mom with three kids. And I said, you know, maybe the kids, maybe the kids staying with someone that, that she doesn't know. She's a little bit shell-shocked and she dropped her phone in the rush. And Angie reminded me, well, there are plenty of phones around and there are internet connections everywhere and the kid could have gotten a message home. It's going to be a very difficult, difficult thing to try and understand going to step away but when we get back i want to play for you the statement of one mom who was at the concert with her child one mom who was there when the bomb went off one mom who grabbed her child and managed to get out and in the crush of the exit and her explanation she showed some incredible strength savvy and i guess what you would call the tiger mom principles I'll share her her amazing and short story with you next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, it works. Yes, it works. It works for me. I'm in my 10th week of painkiller free, both over the counter or prescription painkillers. I don't take any of them. And I used to do it almost every day, virtually every day, taking a handful of those green gels 
that say they reduce inflammation and pain. Well, I don't need them anymore because I take relief factor. I actually do take it morning, noon, and night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I got the three-week quick start pack for nineteen ninety-five. I started taking it immediately. This was just over 10 weeks ago. I'm in my 10th week now. Eight days into it, I started feeling relief. My, my knees weren't killing me. I didn't have to take any pain relief. I'm, I'm more active. I'm walking more. I'm actually out. The, the good news is I'm more active. The bad news is I'm now expected to go out and pull more weeds in the garden. But the other good news is I can still do it. All natural relief factor. Check it out. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Go ahead. Get your fingers dirty. Go out and dig in the garden because it doesn't hurt anymore. Relieffactor.com. Don't wait like I did. Get the three-week quick start pack for nineteen ninety-five. Relief Factor, 800-500-8384. Before we went away, I was talking about the moms, and I played you the heartbreaking sound of the, the mother whose daughter disappeared, and she had just talked to her. She had just spoken to her just before the bomb went off, and then... For the next five hours before that call went into CNN, she had tried everything. You can't imagine how frustrating that must be, the the pain that mother must feel. And she knows that out of the 20,000 people in that concert, 22 of them are currently deceased. And there might be a few more who are in such critical condition, they can't speak. So she's got to wonder if her child was among them. Well, there was one mom whose daughter was by her side. And this mother was taking the daughter out of the building with her. And she was talking about what her daughter was feeling, what her daughter was experiencing and saying to, to the mom as all this was going on. And I just think this, this little 30 seconds delivers one of the more interesting profiles of a person. And it really shows how, how this mom gets it. And it also, it also points out some of the things we need to understand and some of the things that we need to be wary of. This is one of the British moms who was talking about getting her daughter through the crowd after the bomb went off. She's just petrified that whoever did this would come to the house or would go to her school. She's just... She's devastated for her to, at 10 years old to witness something like that. It's just horrific. Yeah. People just pushing and trying to get out, and I was screaming at people to stop pushing because my daughter was being crushed. For children to see their idols and then have this then impacting the rest of their lives is disgusting. These people are cowards. They're just sick cowards. Think of all of the emotions wrapped up in that little 30-second clip. She talks about the fact of how she has to be in the role of the parent and counsel her child and tell her child whose whose natural instinct is to say, if they came to the concert that we go to, wouldn't they also come to our school? Wouldn't they also come to our homes? And that mom has to answer that question. And then she has to have her tiger mom claws on and try and protect that child as they're trying to get out of there as the crush of humanity is pushing through the tiny, tiny entrances and exits of an arena. 
so many times in situations like this, stampeding injures more people than the actual bombs. And we don't know how many of the people injured were actually injured when folks were trying to get the hell out of there and get away from what could have been another bomb going off. And then she talks with incredible clarity about those people, the people who would hurt young innocents like her 10-year-old daughter and the fact that her daughter's going to now have that, that horrible memory associated with her favorite pop star, who the mom called her, her hero, but she's going to have that associated with, with Ariana Grande and, and maybe music and maybe concerts for the rest of her life. The mom correctly identified these people, these terrorists, these losers, as Donald Trump would call them, as cowards. And that's exactly what they are. What a remarkable person. I, I, I marvel at all of you parents. I marvel at your ability to be able to raise kids and to raise them through times like this. It's, it's just amazing. This mom gets it. This mom decided to go to the concert with her 10-year-old and decided to share that experience with her. The kid was probably so small she was standing on the chair to watch the show. That was some of the reports we got. There's more from, from last night. And when we get back, I'm hoping to speak with Kevin Malott. Kevin's a security expert who knows about this stuff. Kevin's uh, a guy who, who has much knowledge to share. And we will share that with you just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.